welcome to episode three of Axe Fireside Chats. This is a temporary name uh, for the podcast, but we'll see if it sticks. There's no fireplace here, but yeah. Today we're going to be talking about nutrition. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes when I say nutrition because at first glance, this word is often used to talk about physical diet. I think our modern world offers a wealth of information on physical nutrition to the point where every single calorie, every type of nutrient, macros and micros and what have you can be meticulously calculated and measured to optimize a healthy lifestyle. So if such things exist for our bodies, the same exists for our souls, our minds, our hearts. What is included in a healthy spiritual and emotional diet and how can we as disciples of Christ have a healthy perspective on our spiritual self-image and spiritual diet? How does our biblical principle of Sabbath play a part in this? What does it mean to rest in God and be spiritually fed? What do you do when reading the Bible or praying is tiring or draining? You know, I'm hoping the beginning analogy of comparing all this to how we see physical diet, exercise, and nutrition, and what have you will help frame some of the concepts we'll be diving into today. We're joined once again by Pastor Joseph and Pastor Tina. You guys want to say hi? Hi! (laughs) All right, let's get right to it. So um, as we dive into it, let's just try and start big picture worldview kind of stuff before we get into the more practicals of it. But how do you guys define spiritual health and emotional health? What does it mean to be healthy or unhealthy in both of your definitions? Spiritual health, emotional health, I would just define it as, I guess the word I get is well-being. So emotional health is... How do how can we have emotional well-being? I think it is the awareness of the emotions. Mm-hmm. So emotional health is not necessarily like always having the positive emotions, but like emotional health is when you know what emotions you are going through, mm-hmm. the positive and negative ones, and then discovering and developing ways to um, react and cope that mm-hmm. will bring you to have positive emotions Mm -hmm. so like health is very closely tied to self-awareness and in like an examined life yes okay yeah i see i see yeah Yeah. what do you think pastor joseph i well i i agree um i think the easy cop-out answer is uh and this is not an ad but uh i recommend emotionally healthy spirituality by um peter scazzaro i think it covers that topic Mm -hmm. super well Um, But for me in particular, I feel like how I define spiritual and emotional health um, very much is along the lines of what Pastor Tina said. It is a well-being. But for me, it's also like knowing who I am in relation to um, like God's identity in me and what I've been created to do. And so I feel like spiritual and emotion and even physical, like my being is not just supposed to be self-centered. It's supposed to be uh, how do I like work with the people around me? How do I understand my relationship with God? And so I think when it comes to that, it's it's realizing like it's not just about how I feel, but how I'm making others feel, what my character does to um, the things that I do, uh, even just like the work that I do, um, remembering like how it impacts. And so I think a lot of times we get very self-centered with spiritual health and emotional health. And it's like, am I okay? Am I doing okay? Is, is everything regarding or what I see in myself okay? But I think it's a lot more holistic than that. Mm, I see. So to me, it sounds like you guys are at 
mm, like two sides of the spectrum. Like the way that Pastor Tina kind of processes health is um, an internal process to external, and yours is external into internal. So you guys want to just talk a little bit more about, I guess, like the metrics you guys use or the methods you would use to kind of um, keep a pulse on your spiritual and emotional health and whatnot? Yeah. Uh, so for me, I have a couple of things down. Um, one is like an unhealthy spiritual or emotional health would be if everything that I do is very like me centered and like self growth driven. Um, and so what I mean by that is like, oh, I need to like take a break, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But then I'm using that as a, as a means of saying, well, I can choose whether to be around community or not. And while I think that's a good thing, a lot of people are discovering what it means to kind of create their own space. Um, we're ultimately called to be in community. And so my spiritual and emotional health needs to recognize that's a necessary component and that I want to be in it. Mm. And um, I think another thing that I try to remember is try not to be a Pharisee about everything. Um, I think with uh, spiritual... Uh, health sometimes my negative spiritual um, health comes out when I feel like I am trying to fit a standard and I'm trying to live this out and then it not only kind of wears me down but it wears down the people around me because they were comparing to a standard that's kind of a little too self-righteous or mm -hmm. ab above our capability mm. I see I see I think a metric that I have been practicing is just asking myself how I am seeing things. Um, and this has to do with spiritual health. So when I'm spiritually unhealthy, then I think me and my problems are bigger and God is smaller. Mm. And I may not, and I may never say that like in cell or like when I meet up with people, <laughs> like uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm so much bigger than God, but like <laughs> I believe it in my heart. Yeah. Well, that yeah. My issue is so much bigger. And in the past, through either like prayer or like sermons, I discovered, oh, I think I'm in this bad place because I've made myself so much bigger and my problems so big. And I made God so small in my life where he has just like this corner to my problem. But when I make that commitment to say, God, you are bigger, and then I kind of put back my my life and my issue at its like proper place that it's actually just one thing mm -hmm. under his grand reign and his love and his power then i find myself actually a little bit healthier like i start to believe again and i start to actually be humbled like mm -hmm. oh like because he's bigger maybe he has a better perspective because he can see higher and he can see into the future. He can mm -hmm. see a broader. And then that's when I get a little healthier because my prayer life changes. And I start asking God, like, God, how do you want me to see this situation? Mm -hmm. And then op that opens up the healthiness. Like, there's, I could feel like the living water coming out more, mm -hmm. you know, versus yeah, yeah. on the flip end, I'm just like drying up mm -hmm. because I, I keep looking at myself as so much bigger. So, yeah, I think spiritual health has a lot to do with just really connecting with our creator and um, allowing him to be God mm. to us and putting ourselves in that rightful place. Like, oh, we are his created. And yeah. 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 That's good. I think before we move on, like a nuance, I feel like you guys are both trying to express is that like health isn't this thing that 
is on a continuous climb up, but it's like how we manage well the ups and downs of life. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, it sounds like you guys, it's important that, you know, you don't beat yourself up when you're in the moments of like, oh, I'm unhealthy right now kind of thing. Or I'm, you know, when you're healthy, you're not trying to be like maximize, 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 things like that. Would you guys say like that's kind of important, like an important perspective to have? Yeah, kind of balance. I would very much agree with that. I think that, um, you know, this is why we use that common cliche. I'm in a season of life, and Mm. if you think about it, then um, in those seasons, it's just about cultivating properly. Uh, And I think when when you first brought up this topic of nutrition, I was thinking very much like, okay. Like when it comes to food um, and when it comes to I've been doing a lot of gardening, like how and when and and where food comes from in in the same kind of way, like how and when and where does your emotional health and where does your spiritual health get kind of nourished, fed, cultivated. And it's not just done in one season. It's, Mm -hmm. It's year round. And sometimes it's when you're not actually cultivating the plant itself. Right. But it's the soil. And I know Jonathan knows a lot about soil. <laughs> um, so it, it's like that. And bread. And bread, <laughs> yes. My two great loves. Yes. <laughs> Future podcast. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Anything you want to add, Pastor Tina? No, I think I definitely in agreement with both of you. It's not this linear path. It's really a day-by-day, moment-by-moment. Mm. Yeah, relationship. Mm. And because health, once you talk about your spiritual health a huge part of that is your relationship with god and no relationship is just like a cookie cut linear path like walk with each other it's really like dialoguing and talking responding and so yeah Hmm. i see i see yeah so i think like it's impossible well not impossible but very very difficult to talk about health without also talking about discipline for example, when it comes to physical health, um, like the disciplines of exercise and diet are directly linked to health. Mm. So I guess in that in that same vein, you know, how would you kind of begin to talk about what discipline has a role in uh, your your curation or you know the way that you sow into your own spiritual and emotional health? Yeah, that. <laughs> So this is where you get a lot more, I guess, personal. Mm. Um, I I think this can uh, differ uh, depending on the person. Um, And so I I can't say that there's like a general practice that's like super important um, or that like I can say will work for everybody. But when it comes to like my own, let's just focus on like spiritual health first. Um, I think a discipline that helps me a lot is to listen. Um, When it comes to spiritual health, I feel like I forget the fact that it's a relationship. And so it's not just me and like how well I'm doing. It's like spiritual health is like me and my relationship with God. Like what is God doing? What is God up to? And Mm -hmm. what does God have to say to me? And um, not just like, how can I be a part of that? But just like, do I know that? Uh, it's the same thing as like, um, like if you have a best friend or if you have, you know, a parent, um, you can't really operate. You can guess what they're thinking and sometimes you can get by. But the stronger the relationship is, um, I, I think the less mistakes you have. But even then, you still need to communicate. Like, for example, um, my sister and I, we would get along all the time. And so um, 
I think she helped me a lot in my own spiritual growth because she would walk alongside me and say, hey, like this is how God speaks and this is what God's been doing in my life. Whereas with my parents, that was almost never a conversation we were having because mm-hmm. we just didn't talk about it. And I had just had to assume like, well, I see my parents do morning prayer and I see my parents do this, so they must kind of be well. But I didn't learn like how to grapple with with that. And so... Um, like lately I listen to my mom a lot more and I I'm really blessed by her stories of telling me how her and my dad like pray for me in the mornings and they've been doing that for so many years of my life Mm -hmm. how when she's asking me questions is because she wants to know how better to pray Mm -hmm. um she's trying to listen to me right and so that she can take that before God and then she can listen to God and I've had moments where especially my sister like they can just say stuff and like hey are you struggling with this and I'm just like how do you know that and they're like oh because like God's been telling me and God's been saying that and I've been coming before him and like all those things. And I'm just like, whoa, that's that's like spiritual health, um, taking the time to really listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's like when discipline becomes practical relationship. Yeah. Mm. I see. I see. Yeah. I think the role of discipline and spiritual health is. Disciplines are practices that we put in place to help us become awake to God and when we are awake to God and what he's doing or what he wants to say then we can become spiritually healthy so the discipline of reading the goal isn't so much to finish reading even though even just finishing reading a book it's good Mm -hmm. because you you'll know that book a little better in the bible but for spiritual health the goal is that through reading it through putting that discipline in place, your spirit is awakened to like something about God's character or something um, he is convicting you with. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I think th- then like we get into like intimacy and like closeness with God mm-hmm. and you start to um, be able to discern his voice a little better. So the discipline of reading the Bible is definitely so important. Um, If we want to later develop the discipline of just listening to God's voice, because the Bible is kind of like the hardware and to help us like build a worldview Mm -hmm. so we can discern God's voice more clearly. Um, One thing I can think about is, um, you know, like we all often say like you're close with someone when let's say they call you like you don't know the number but when they start talking you can identify who Mm. it is and Mm. usually you can if you're if if you've been around that person a lot like so your time with them is like the discipline and that time spent you're awakened to their voice and how Mm. to recognize it for me is because i work in an office setting sometimes actually when i hear footsteps i can guess who that person is (laughs) (laughs) by like the way the pace they walk yeah and like the weight (laughs) So super skill. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, how do I know that? It's so kind of creepy. But it's because we spend so it's much time things, yeah. no, that's together. So like we mm-hmm. are literally together in the same office space for eight to nine hours a day. And mm-hmm. I've become awakened to their pace of walking. <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think bu- any discipline of prayer or reading or solitude is the purpose is to just awaken me to the God that I have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think um, like input. Uh, I don't. Th- I, that's not a discipline in itself. But um, since you're asking, like, what disciplines kind of help with spiritual health, I would say input. You know, like, you know, reading the word, listening, praying, um, are very intentional in that way, and and building that kind of relationship. Whereas. For me, it's actually opposite for my own emotional health. A discipline that's very practical and beneficial to me is in output. Uh, not vulnerability. Um, definitely vulnerability is included, but I don't want us to like kind of oversimplify that word. Um, I, I, I mean, even in the most basic sense of just externalizing. Mm-hmm. Like not keeping my emotions quiet. And so whether that's like journaling or that's talking to somebody, uh, usually there has to be somebody listening. Um, talking to a wall is not as effective. I found that that discipline and that practice is really beneficial to my emotional health, especially because I'm naturally an internalizer. And I can actually like come through a lot of beneficial things through that too. Um, but I realize when I just have another ear and then... They're able to listen, but then speak into my life. Um, it just resonates a lot stronger, uh, and it resonates um, a lot more uh, positively in my life um, mm-hmm. when they are able to like call me out on like, "No, you were wrong there," or like, "Yeah, you shouldn't be angry there," or "Hey, like, I understand you were, but like, this is the other side of things." And so, um, yeah, in regards to emotional health, I wanted to throw that in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this might be a little bit more of a gray area, um, but while we're on the topic of discipline, um, I think it's a very clear rule in whether it be working out or doing any activity, actually, of any kind. Um, there are, are limits in place mm-hmm. that can optimize growth or there are limits in place for the sake of health, quote unquote. And I think something that's very common in like the Christian bubble or like the language that the church may use sometimes is like... Um, like always pray more, read more, like serve more. So like, I guess in that vein, um, you know, is there, is there a wrong way to, I guess, like pursue doing more discipline in a sense? Cause like if doing more discipline makes you healthier, mm-hmm. like is, is there a way to be, be stretched too quickly or to pursue like certain disciplines too strongly? so to speak, or to be reading too much or, you know, praying too much. And I know that sounds so weird to articulate out loud. Like, how can you pray to God too much? How can you read the Bible too right. much? But is there, like, such a thing in in spiritual discipline? I think so. Hmm. I wouldn't, I never thought there would be, but I learned that over time, prayer, that there, actually there is a such a thing as, like, overdoing it because, if my listening to God is very minimal compared to me talking to God, mm-hmm. then that's when the praying is maybe a little too much. So um, what Pastor Keith has taught me as I am as I have been at Southland is what God says to me in prayer is so much more important than what I say to him in prayer. Mm-hmm. Yet the practice of me talking to God is still important. It doesn't mean I shouldn't talk to God. I think for me to pray to God, it's more for my benefit that I'm practicing confession and honesty and asking boldly for things. Mm -hmm. But then um, I also need to, in the times that I have given God like five minutes, like God, I'm just going to actually stop talking now. And then I just want to focus on like practicing silence and listening to you. Mm -hmm. I walked away from those prayer times so filled 
and versus the times that I just prayed and then I finished and then like I went on mm-hmm. and I think if I were to only pray but not listen in prayer then I think the discipline becomes only like partially beneficial mm-hmm. to my spirit mm. yeah mm. yeah mm. I would very much say it's not about like doing more and I and that you bring up a really good point and I'm really glad that you do because I think that's something that we can easily guilt ourselves with or mm-hmm. feel bad about but I would have to say like let's go back to I mean we're calling this podcast um, titled nutrition right and so just in the same way where you don't want to drink as much boba as you want and you shouldn't eat all the candy that you desire and you shouldn't only eat red meat right um, it's like having an understanding of like how does my body function um, what is healthy for it what is um, kind of indulging a little too much or what's kind of forcing myself too much um, the great thing is that you know when it comes to spiritual blessings and disciplines there's a lot out there mm-hmm. um, and some things work really well for certain people some things don't um, but even the things that don't I would encourage people like that doesn't mean like what's that physical term that people say when they go to the gym, you don't skip leg day, right? <laughs> um, and there's certain things where like, you know, a no-carb diet might be nice for a little while, but that's probably not healthy for you in the long run. And mm. so those are practices that you should still implement, um, but in doses. But I think what a good thing is, is like just even remember with nutrition, you should also be working out, right? So in spiritually working things out, you have to also know like, it can't just be comfortable. Like I could probably um, curl five pound dumbbells for a very, very long time. Uh, A lot longer than I could like 25 pound dumbbells, right? Um, And so you want to get a sweat on and you want to be efficient and you want to be effective in how you do it. And so I think for me, I've always pushed myself like, hey, it's not that I'm not praying enough, but I know I have a conviction in my heart that when I pray, I'm not focused. And so I'm going to try and really focus on my prayers. And so how can I do that? Well, I can prepare by writing them down. I can have a prayer journal. I can see the things that I've prayed about. Um, another thing that I've implemented is I've been going on a lot more prayer walks. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some times where I'm not prayer walking, I'm prayer sitting. Like I'll just sit on a bench and I'll, I love looking at the sky. Um, and I love just like general viewpoints where you can just see a little bit uh, more of like a, a town or the city that you're in. And then you just get to be lost in like silence and and listen. And so, you know, it's it's trying to push yourself, not remain in just comfort, because I don't want people to hear this and be like, yeah, it's not about doing more. And so I'm just going to do what I, you know, this is enough. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. 10 minutes is enough. It's like, no, that's true. Um, but then always like strive to be deeper and, and seek more. Like just like when you go to the gym, you're not content with like oh i've hit my you know people are always trying to improve always trying to get that next pr that personal record and um yeah so i think i just wanted to add that too yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's a good point it's more about going deeper Mm -hmm. and strengthening your inner strength for versus doing more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for the purpose of doing more yeah 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 agreed agreed so i guess just to put the theory or the metaphors into personal practice uh, what are some things that you guys do uh, to stay well rested or maintain a healthy spiritual rhythm or to practice emotional care and upkeep? Uh, one thing that I resisted for a very long time 
because I had a Pharisee mindset in college was um, I didn't do uh, daily devotional books. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't follow like uh, AMI has something called AMI quiet, quiet times, which is actually really great. If you guys don't know about that, you should uh, check out that resource. And basically all you have to do is uh, you don't know what passage you want to read. You don't know what you want, where you want to start with the Bible. Like you just go to the quiet time. They'll give you the passage. They'll even break it down for you, give you some insights and they'll give you reflective questions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really great. Mm. But I was such a Pharisee that I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be like in my, in the word by myself and I'm going to hear God and I'll figure it out. And you know, next thing comes to the next, like I couldn't keep up with Bible reading plans. I didn't like want to, I didn't want to follow like rigid structure. And then I ended up just not doing anything at all. Mm. And so mm -hmm. that was like completely a waste of time. Uh, so that's something that I would say, you know, don't be, uh, don't push off or don't look down on. Maybe I'm the only person that does this. <laughs> to, to, so I don't know. But um, uh, I, I really do appreciate using more materials. Now, I still try to add an element of time where it's just me and the word. And, and I just want not to have everything diced out for me um, and cut and sliced already. I want to see the thing and I want to I take a, a chop at it. Um, but uh that even commentaries those things are very beneficial mm. Mm, yeah you're asking us what are some of the spiritual disciplines we practice yeah or just like practices that you guys use to maintain healthy spiritual rhythm or emotional mm -hmm. upkeep yeah you know? what i try to practice is definitely setting a wake-up time so i've learned that i've am healthier when I spend time with God in the mornings mm. and some people do it at nighttime. I think they think it's beneficial to like end the day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and for me, I think because I'm so task oriented, I c the moment I wake up, all I want to do is besides trying to wake up mentally, I just start thinking about work and like, I'm like going so many miles per hour in my, in my mind, but mm -hmm. It's like out of my strength. So yeah. um, I think being with God in the morning actually helps me to be healthier emotionally and spiritually. And for me, I just pick a book of the Bible and I don't give myself pressure to finish it. I just take it passage at a time or a chapter at a time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll read two chapters a day. Sometimes I'll just read part of a chapter. Sometimes I'll read three chapters a day. It's um, And in the weekends, I like to do something different i'll just read like a psalm or a proverb and during the weekdays i'll go back to reading the book and then um i don't pressure myself to like how does that apply to you right now mm. i just read it try to see like what am i learning about god mm -hmm. through this passage and how is it helping me to examine my own heart if something does come up in that time then i talk to god about it if it doesn't then I'm just like, okay, this was a good read. And mm -hmm. then I'll just go on to praying about some topics that are really pressing. So maybe like family members or church matters or my own personal struggles that I have to pray about. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that usually helps me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think for me, when it comes to like spiritual rhythm, like journaling is re really important because I'm like a very, very strong internalizer. And, like, I think that helps me also see, like, oh, this is also what I need to externalize with people in my life. Yeah. 
And I think like, um, I think Pastor Keith talked about this a while ago too. And Dr. Ryan does this too, but it's like, they both do like fast reading of scripture and like slow reading of scripture where like, they'll just read for the sake of like reading almost like how you just read a book. You just like read it. Mm-hmm. And the other ones, it's kind of more like meditative. And I think that's been really like helping me delineate yeah. like, you know, like, Oh, there's purpose to different ways of reading scripture, things like that. And I think with the emotional upkeep, I think this is not only specific to me, but also a thing that people experience in general, but like music's really important. So like, if I know I have a very like emotional tangle, like I won't, I just, for some reason, I just won't be able to untangle it or untie it or deal with it or like do upkeep well in it. If I'm not able to like play guitar and while, while mm-hmm. just like think while playing guitar, just like hearing the sound yeah. for some reason, like that helps. I, I think it's like same thing. Why you just like, like looking at the sky, yeah. <laughs> looking at a certain <laughs> tree, you know, it opens you up. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think it's important to find what does that for you yeah. internally what and just kind of like unlocks that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So going off on that, um, on the other side, you know, one of the questions that we had um, is how do you handle burnout in life, especially when you need to s- like serve in a capacity in ministry or like life is, you know, life is not going to stop for you just because you're burning out. So like, how do you deal with that? Yeah, this is a, this is a really interesting one for me because I think a lot of people um, talk about trying to avoid burnout and I'm, Maybe I'm a pessimist. I'm more of a thought that, like, that's just one of life's many qualities. Like, you're going to burn out. And I think for me, how I handle it is I need to notice it. Mm-hmm. And I need to not deny it. And I need to point it out. And I need to even uh, grow. And I, and I think I have grown in trying to see certain markers in my character or situations where I can tell that's happening. Like, um, you know how you're supposed to have the fruits of the spirit. The one that I can tell that, um, I'm starting to burn out is when I really lack patience because I'm not very good at patience anyway. And mm-hmm. that's something I have to be very intentional with. Um, when I'm not good with gentleness and when I'm very much not good with self-control. And so when I see like, little bursts or like just like I feel myself getting tense. Um, Those are times where I can realize like, hey, I feel like I'm trying to serve or do or flow out of something that's not quite emotionally invested. Mm -hmm. That's not quite as um, maybe even spiritually focused to hear and see what God's doing. Um, And I think that's why like for me, one of the great disciplines for like my emotional health is just like sit say what it is, notice it, and then, um, like, talk about it. Um, I, I need to talk about it with mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if when I start noticing physically that I am getting tired and emotionally I'm getting really weary, um, I, r- I learned that usually the issue, there's a deeper issue, Mm-hmm. with burnout and typically it's the loss of joy mm. and lack of perspective mm-hmm. and um, again it's like when I get into my own world of like looking at myself a lot and looking at my own issues then everything seems smaller around me and then my issues are bigger mm. and then that makes ministry joyless um, and so I think to handle it is to ask myself the hard question like what when did I start losing the joy mm. and yeah. what what are some disciplines I might have 
neglected Mm. in that process because that could have helped me that could have caused me to lose joy Mm. um usually i've learned in the times i wanted to quit serving usually quitting was not the answer yeah the answer is more like what do i have to change about myself Mm. versus what circumstances have to change usually the circumstance can just stay yeah and i could stay on that role Mm. but for me to overcome this burnout i think that the thing that has to turn is actually me Mm -hmm. and now that i've been in ministry for a little longer i've learned that every time i reach a burnout stage or like a becoming weary stage i realize it's actually a turning point in my leadership where god is actually wanting me to grow in my leadership that's Mm -hmm. why it hurts Mm -hmm. and that's why it's hard so now I'm a little more hopeful, like, okay, this is not going to end in quitting. This is going to end in, there must be some lesson of mm-hmm. leadership that he yeah. thinks I'm a little ready, more ready for than before. So maybe now it's just a matter of asking what he wants me to see. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like really learning the heart of ministry. Like, yeah, ministry is just sitting with people. Yeah. Sometimes ministry is just really loving people that don't change for a while. Mm. And, and not seeing fruit and not seeing fruit yeah and but he's using that time to expand my ability to trust in him mm-hmm. yeah. and that's the turning point mm. and then when when i can recognize those lessons then the joy kind of comes back like mm-hmm. yeah god like actually i really do want to serve you <laughs> like mm-hmm. i don't want to stop it but when i haven't dealt with it i actually just want to stop it like yeah i want to end it but because it's hurting but once it could kind of like like there's some digging that like leads to like finding these gold mm-hmm. things then mm-hmm. the joy comes back oh i see yeah i think I it's so vital that you have an understanding of responsibility not that you're always responsible for your burnout or you did it to yourself mm-hmm. but like like don't be a victim and like know that you had a role in it that something played out and um, I think Pastor Tina is just like even reminding me of so many times where I've just had to see that I had expectations and that's what like causes me to burn out. And so the best way for me to handle it is to just slow down. Mm. Like busyness is what caused my burnout. Um, trying to fulfill expectations or trying to see things my way, right? The whole self-centeredness thing I was saying earlier. But like as Pastor Tina is saying, like if you just realize like certain things in your character and how like you're making yourself so much more bigger, man like when you see burnout and you're able to like just step back and pause um it's just so good for you Mm, yeah yeah yeah. so like dealing with burnout by like responding in a way that gives room in your life to privilege joy privilege hope over disappointment over you know discouragement and whatnot and let that kind of restore you or just like remembering your identity yeah in sports they Mm -hmm. call timeouts like I don't think a lot of people, if you really understand sports, you understand how critical a timeout is. Mm. Like it can shift momentum. It can sometimes break a really bad streak and a team comes back and they're right back on their feet. Mm. And the coach is kind of telling them, hey, like this is what we need to do. Remember everything we did in practice because you can't like coach everything out in one minute. Yeah, yeah. You Mm -hmm. know? And like, I don't know, for those of you who play video games, like you don't want to tilt, right? And so what they say, what's the best way to tilt is like you just... To stop tilt is like you stop playing, right? Mm. You go do some push-ups, you go to the <laughs> kitchen, you get something to eat, and then you come back. It's 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 the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to close, this is our last question from our poll that came up. Um, but it's how to discern if something is good nourishment or bad nourishment. Um, I feel like this question is kind of pointed to ask um, maybe how we handle the more neutral things in life. Like you just mentioned, like video games, like video games or watching shows on Netflix. Like these, these are, it's not like these things are bad. And these are very neutral inputs into our lives or neutral ways of, you know, how people enjoy their time or spend their time and et cetera. And we can see both like how they can, they could have been good things or bad things, but it's like, is there kind of a, a way that you guys would recommend in discerning if something's good or bad? I think to discern if something is good or bad for your spiritual, emotional nourishment, definitely have to really know yourself and what you're going through. Mm. So, um, and you have to really know, I have to really know what gives me energy. Mm-hmm. So there's something called energy management. Um, like there's seasons where I just choose not to watch movies by myself because I found that when I watch shows and movies, I actually get more drained afterwards because mm. I'm going through a season of like, there's so much on my mind and the movies actually just making me escape from the things mm-hmm. I need to think through. Mm-hmm. But there's seasons where I've processed my emotions pretty well. So like actually watching a movie is actually like kind of fun yeah, and like yeah. enjoyable, especially <laughs> when it's like, yeah feel good you know like like a there's like a victoria story like really well-made movie because mm. it is a, a creation like mm-hmm. if there's if there's a good movie and it's like really well filmed and there's a good story like i think you sh- we can just enjoy it mm-hmm. and that sometimes becomes good nour- nourishment yeah but there's yeah. times times when i choose not to watch just because i haven't really like unpacked the things that i'm personally going through so mm. instead of watching something i actually just need to meet up with a friend mm-hmm. and that's nor- good nourishment at that time mm-hmm. to talk mm-hmm. and so um i think you just have to really know yourself mm-hmm. and know so context is really important yeah context yeah. like there are things you need to unload so when you know that you have things that you need to unload and unpack from your inner world then you have to find activities that will help you unload it but when you're doing like pretty well and you actually are just hungry for input then you need to find the good things that can give you input. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> that concludes our time and episode three of X Fireside Chats. Thank you guys for joining us and tune in next time. See you later. See you later. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye <everyone. laughs> so, it's still being recorded. I will say nothing.